بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون صدق الله العظيم إن شاء الله what I want to cover very briefly today is that generally when we going through life uh, normally there's always going to be uh, things that we lose once in a while nothing goes always perfectly we have the best uh, product sometimes and even that gives up you buy something very new and then something happens to that you get a job and then sometimes you lose that job so there's many things that can go wrong in this world and we've probably had enough experience in this world to show that many many things go wrong and not everything goes always 100% right. Alhamdulillah, many things do go right. But that's the nature of the world and I think we have to come to terms with that, that that's the nature of the world. What really helps to come to terms with that, because it's a reality, it, we'd rather come to terms with it and deal with it than to get really upset and grieve over it each time. Because if we get upset and we grieve over it each time, then that's just that much more grief for no reason. So what I want to speak about today is what the scholars have called Huzn fi Amrid Dunya. Huzn fi Amrid Dunya, which is basically grief over a worldly matter. Grief over a worldly matter. And the way they define that is they say that grief over a worldly matter is when you feel pain and sorrow for not attaining a particular material blessing. We don't feel, we, we feel very sorrowful, we feel really bad that we didn't get a particular material blessing, not a spiritual blessing. That it's completely fine and probably encouraged to feel grief over that. I couldn't wake up for tahajjud today. I couldn't do all of my prayers today. Uh, I have qadha uh, and makeup prayers to still make. I, I need to still make more prayers. So all of these things are considered to be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to feel grief over that is only going to encourage us to inshallah do better, make us feel remorseful and remorse is important for tawbah. Without remorse you can't have tawbah. So if we don't feel grief that we have not attained something of the akhirah, something related to Allah, then that's actually a bad thing. But if we keep feeling really grievous, not over religious th uh, losing religious things but losing uh, worldly things, especially when we're looking at others and what they have and we don't have, or something that we wanted to get and we didn't get. So it's the feel that a person, a feel the, the, the pain and the sorrow that a person feels of not attaining some kind of material blessings. And the opposite of that, the opposite of that is uh, to, or, or actually another problem that comes with that is that a person gets so excited when they actually do get it. Because if you're going to be upset if you don't get something, then when you do get it, you're going to be overly excited. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting excited when you get something. If Allah gives you a new car, if He gives you a child, gives you a nice house, gives you a nice dress, gives you a nice husband to marry, right? A nice spouse, uh, whatever, alhamdulillah, you know, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you, you can be excited about that. You can thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. You can, uh, be, uh, you can show your gratitude. But if you get overly excited about it, then that's a problem because we shouldn't be so overly excited about the dunya. Excitement is fine, but over excitement, uh, which is if you don't get it, you, 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 know, you would end up being sorrowful. It's the same two extremes that need to be avoided. That's why uh, the scholars, they explain that 
the reason for both of these problems, where you feel uh, extreme sense of sorrow and sadness when you lose something of the dunya or uh, ex uh, over happiness uh, when you get something good, is basically love of the dunya. Love of the dunya. And number two, uh, expecting that we will attain every one of our desires. Now, you might say, what's wrong with attaining every one of our, of our desires? What's wrong with attaining every one of our desires is we may hope to have them, but if we feel we must have them, then that means we are challenging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say we know what's best for ourselves. Now, if we always keep it in our mind that I do want things because I have to plan for my own self and my own future, and I have to want things of what I think will be beneficial for me, both in this world, like a business, like a house or whatever, which is fine. But if we feel that it must happen the way that I have decided it, and if it doesn't, I'm going to get really upset, then that means we don't understand that Allah knows better than us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't give everything to everybody, because there are so many other people that may be affected by what we get, what we want to get, and it may not be healthy for them. So Allah doesn't give it to us. Unless it's a case where we, Allah gives it to us, other people are harmed by it, and then we're sinful because of it. So that's a possibility. But then that's a adab, that's not, that's not a ni'mah. If Allah gives us something by which we oppress others, trouble others, cause problem to others, then is that thing a ni'mah? How can that thing be a bounty? It's only a bounty if we get it and we use it in a right and sound way, in a healthy way, in a useful way, in a beneficial way, and we don't harm anybody with it. So whatever we have decided we want in this life, and whatever we decide we want in this life, that's fine, it's good to have ambitions and goals, but to be really upset if we don't get all of them, that is the problem because we also have to understand that Allah is the ultimate planner, ultimate decider ultimate ad, uh, administrator of this world and he will give it to us according to what is beneficial and conducive and appropriate and suitable for the whole world to work the way he wants it to work that's why Allah doesn't give us things when we ask for them straight away because it may not be appropriate for us to have them right now maybe it might be appropriate next year or maybe after five years or maybe never because Allah knows all of these things he knows the unseen so this problem of feeling really upset when you don't get something. And there's a lot of us who feel like that. They get really upset and they cry forever. There's people who wanted to get married to somebody, but it broke off. And they're upset. Just move on. You have to move on. Otherwise, you will feel upset. The, the, the therapy of it is to move on. The solution. That's why this stems from love of the world and expecting attainment of every one of, uh, every one of our aims and continuation of all of one's blessings and that is going to be pure ignorance because that's not the way the world works it's just not the way the world works instead of that one should uh, have ideas about what they want into the world but their main focus and all of this concern and all of this sorrow and sadness which humans may have emotionally focus that on religious works that if I don't do this religious work, if I don't help out in this project uh, for the benefit of the poor or the needy or something, 
If I don't help out in the masjid, if I don't help out with the children, if I don't help out in the community, if I don't donate this money, if I don't make this much salat, if I am not able to cover up, if I'm not able to uh, observe chastity, modesty, if I'm not uh, able to avoid sin, then I must be very unhappy. That's completely fine to become unhappy for unless it leads one to despondency. That's an extreme. We can't become hopeless of Allah's mercy. Shaitan will also try to abuse this kind of a feeling by making us so upset when we don't have something, uh, even from the Akhirah, that he will make us feel we're good for nothing. We can't get forgiveness. We are doomed for hellfire. So that's a problem as well. So these are all traps of the Shaitan around. But the place to be is in the middle. The place to be is that we are, if, if there's anything that we put all of our focus on, then that should be for the baqiyat al-salihat. Remember that word, al-baqiyat al-salihat, which are basically the immortal good deeds, uh, perpetual good deeds, the good deeds which will remain forever, the good deeds that will go and come with us beyond this world. How many of those are we putting together? How much have we got in our balance? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so that you do not grieve over your losses and thus abandon your submission to Allah. And that you do not exult and show off and get over elated over what Allah gives you. Don't get so excited about that. But thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. Then um, the scholars say that if grief takes one from patience to restlessness, we were acting with a bit of patience, but then uh, maybe five things went wrong. You know, sometimes when you don't get one small thing, you can deal with it. You don't get another thing, you can still deal with it. When the third thing also goes wrong, because I get these questions. Um, I said, what's the problem? He goes, nothing's going right. I go, what do you mean? He says, well, look, I haven't been able to get married. Every time I've proposed, it's got broken, right? Uh, I, I tried to get a house. Even that, I wasn't able to succeed. And then I lost my job. So you can see it's one after the other, one after the other. So now what happens is people were patient first, maybe. But now they become restless and they start thinking wild thoughts. This is just Allah and His test. So it shouldn't take us from patience to restlessness. Or for example, if we are getting everything and we need to be grateful, we need to do shukr of that. But if it goes from shukr to getting overexcited and acting with haughtiness and arrogance and acting like I'm the best and I have everything, then these two emotions are unlawful. So in the first one, uh, to, to do patience is, is fine. But then to become depressed and uh, to become despondent and hopeless is a problem. And in the other case, to be satisfied and to thank Allah is wonderful. But to go over and think it's because of me I've got this and become arrogant and haughty and think that Allah loves me more than anybody else, then that's a problem. So these two are problem. Spiritual perfection though, uh, for anybody, spiritual perfection, if they want perfection in this, as the ulama have mentioned, is that uh, spiritual perfection is to get worldly matters when, when to have worldly matters or losing them are the same for somebody. That's a big ask. That's a big deal.
um, if I get that job, I'm happy. If I don't get that job, I'm happy. Now, for somebody who already has a job and is a decent income, and he's trying to get another job or another business, and he's thinking, or she's thinking that, if I do that, uh, and alhamdulillah, if it works, I'm happy. If it doesn't work, I'm also happy. That makes, that's easier, because you already have something to fall back on. It becomes more tough for somebody who doesn't have a job and who's struggling, and then he doesn't get a job. He is not going to think, if I get the job, I'm happy. He's going to be very happy. But if he doesn't get a job, I'm also happy. That is how a spiritually perfect person needs to be. That's what we should be aiming towards. Now, I'm going to tell you from now that if you don't have that state, we need to ask Allah to help us attain it. Don't become despondent again. But it's just, um, it's just a level that we're speaking about, which is a high level. That it doesn't matter then because we're so connected to Allah and our trust in Allah is so great that okay, even if I don't get that job, I know Allah is going to look after me. But I'm going to try. Allah looking after me doesn't mean we don't try. We're going to try, but we're not going to freak out if we, if, we, if we don't get it. Similar thing, somebody wants to get married to somebody, they sent the proposal, they've made them wait for one month and then after one month they said no. Right? After that they said no. Okay? Then obviously you're going to feel upset because the more you wait, the more your emotion gets attached. So it's about always helping ourselves to think, even if I lose it, it doesn't matter. Even if I lose it, it doesn't matter. Allah knows best. If we, through that month, if we thought of it that way, then after a month, if we did get a rejection, it won't feel so bad. You will still have to deal with it, but it won't feel so bad because we know that Allah, we've been thinking about Allah, that, oh Allah, make the best. I've been doing istikhara. And if we do get it, alhamdulillah. So thinking that I may not get it, and I'll be fine with it, doesn't stop you from getting it. That's what's important to understand. To have this attitude that it doesn't matter if I don't get it, doesn't stop you from getting it, because we still must try our best to get it. Whatever is reasonably uh, correct to make that kind of an effort, we do that. But it's not going to stop us from getting that thing if we have that thought, but it will benefit us if we don't get it. And there are at least you know, maybe 30 to 50% of things that we may go for, we may not get. Everybody has a different percentage. Allah, uh, I, I've noticed that there's some people Allah tests just more than others. And I think that those people are just closer to Allah. Because if they're genuinely righteous people, they're, uh, you know, generally pious people, and they get tested more, something's always going wrong for them. I had a friend like that. And something always, you know, accident, this, that and the other. But I think for him, it's just Allah raising his status. And Allah has given him a lot of patience. So, there's no harm in thinking that way. It's the best way to think. We ask Allah to give us that kind of a thought. And this is, uh, the, the, the benefit of this is, this is what you call taslim. Uh, we have an idea in Islam called Taslim. Taslim means full submission, wholehearted submission. It's called wholehearted submission. And so that's Taslim. Taslim means wholehearted submission to Allah. I know we use that as a name for people, Taslim. But Taslim basically also means wholehearted submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second level after that is Tafweed, which means to even consign one matters to Allah, which is very rare. To then just say, I'm... I'm going to make an effort, but I'll just leave everything up to you. Taslim is that I will accept any outcome. But tafweed is I leave everything to you. 
So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq in this regard. I just want to mention one really interesting, uh, interesting thing for us is that anything that we are, going, uh, we, are, we are going after and we're looking for and we have an ambition for, then what should be our attitude in that aside from the fact that if we don't get it, we're not going to feel upset? We should always try to have the best intention for why we're doing it, even in mundane matters of the world, even routine activities of the world, uh, whether that be cooking for the family. Right? I'm doing it so that inshallah they can be healthy, they can pray with that, they can, um, the, the husband can uh, uh, you know, have a living, I will make them happy. People who cook with that kind of a thing in mind, with the thought of Allah in mind, their food is going to have barakah. They say that halal and pure some food, uh, halal and pure food, halal in terms of earning, halal in terms of ingredients, and pure in terms of um, how you do it, the thought process inside it. That will only help to get people to do good deeds. If you put halal food inside, then only good deeds will come about. If we put haram food inside, then bad deeds will come about. And if we put doubtful foods inside, then we may do good deeds, but then they will be corrupt good deeds because we'll either be showing off in them or we won't be thankful to Allah and they will be corrupt in that regard. This is what the ulama mentioned. That's why sometimes if we notice that generally we're fine, but we just sometimes we find ourselves like, you know, after a few months we fall into a sin and we can't help it. So one of the things to check out would be, have we eaten something haram recently? Right? Or have we done something excessive recently, like maybe criticize somebody, oppress someone? Because the bad influence of that is that while we don't normally do that sin, we fall into that sin. We suddenly start missing namaz, salat. We were able to get up for salat, but these two, three days were such that we couldn't get up for salat. Why? Why all of a sudden? Still sleeping at the same time? Maybe it's because of some haram food or some other deed that we've just done. There's always something like that that's in effect. So, in anything that we do, try to have a good intention of why we're doing it. Find a good intention of why we're doing it. That's why Ibn Ata'illah, rahimahullah, he says that nothing you seek through your Lord proves difficult. Anything that you want and you're doing it through Allah, like you're doing it with an intention to please Allah, for the sake of Allah, for something that Allah has told us to do, it will, it will not prove difficult because Allah will just make it easy for you psychologically, physically, inshallah as well, to attain that thing. And then he says, nothing you seek through yourself proves easy. So even if it's uh, something maybe praiseworthy, but you are relying too much on yourself to attain it, you want to start a madrasa, you want to start classes, you want to start helping someone. But you don't think about that you're doing it for the sake of Allah. I'm, I'm doing it for my name, my game. I want to you know, be known for this or whatever the case is. Then it will not prove easy. So again, what he says, nothing you seek through your Lord will prove difficult and nothing you seek through yourself proves easy. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that state that whenever we're seeking anything, whether that be a new car or whether that be a new bed we're looking for, whatever it is, new clothing, anything, that we try to have a good intention. And if we're not going to get something, then we don't feel bad and we prepare ourselves for that. 
And if we do have something, we do shukr and we do not over get overexcited about it. We ask Allah for tawfiq, we ask Allah for assisting us in this regard and for correcting our understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.